Did you ever stop and think why spend too much time just getting ready? Let me be honest. I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be real here. When I see you, my heart starts racing, but I don't know if I like this chasing and playing and waiting around. It's a shame that my hands start shaking. Live from the Cardome Studio in the Georgetown, Kentucky area. Today is August 16th, 2021, Tuesday of the 20th week in Ordinary Time. And this is Deacon's Discussions and Drinks. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Cardome Studio for another exciting discussion with the Deacons. I'm Deacon Tim Stout. I'm Deacon Dallas Kelly. I'm Father Lin Nguyen. I almost cut you off there. <laughs> we're 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 a little out of practice. <laughs> wow, that was a long break. Way too long. <laughs> Three months. It's not, not long. It's not, not happened. Not long months. enough. Not long enough. <laughs> May twenty first, twenty twenty one was the last show. By the way, I think a lot has changed in three months. Ooh, too many. COVID down. COVID going. Up. It was going away. <laughs> now it's. Now it's everything's Delta, and we're not talking about the yeah. airlines. <laughs> we're talking about COVID's back. So, what's been going on the last three months, guys? Anybody got any anything going on? Nothing going wrong around here, is there, Father? <laughs> New school. Well, let me say this first before y'all say. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, you're live, <laughs> most likely. If you're listening to it on Friday or anything the other day, then Tuesday, August 16th, then you're recorded. But tomorrow's a big day here on Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow will be uh, first day of school. A new, new buildings we have, yes, and um, everybody very excited about it. So even we have a new religion teacher. That's way down in on our the, school. It doesn't matter. Got <laughs> bring him up right away, right before he falls asleep. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Now that'll be tomorrow during class. <laughs> we have a new what's the official title? Middle school religion uh, teacher. Story or something, something, something. <laughs> he's not a you're not really I a teacher the rest of you're clergy right he's clergy he's clergy so what's the topic for tomorrow's class well Dallas? there's three separate topics three wow. different classes wow i wish i could keep them all on the same topic it'd be a lot easier on me but 
the books don't flow that way. No, they don't. That's why they have different <laughs> grades. Wouldn't you like to sit in on that class tomorrow? Oh, I'd love to. I'm gonna t- I think we should do like a, a, a program. Live from, a, live from from his class. Yeah. We'll just put a camera in there. Steve, you, you free tomorrow? <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just go in there and we'll broadcast it out to everybody. I think that would be great. So. We're not gonna do that to you, Dallas. We're gonna let you get I your feet. It. We're gonna let you get your feet wet. So, uh, should be exciting. Are you nervous? No, I subbed several times before. Yeah, I think it's 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 good nature. He's uh, it's second nature to him. Kids love him. He could have a good way of approaching it. I I saw that many times. Yeah, I might bring the ruler back, like the old nuns I oh, used to, <laughs> like the nuns I used to have. I think I'd be in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'd be in trouble right away. Uh, there'd be no doubt in my mind. Man, the things I was thinking about this the other day, the, the things I was reminiscing when I was in class, the things I seen <clears throat> kids getting grabbed by the shirt collar, thrown up against the wall. Yeah, I was a troublemaker. Y'all might find it hard to believe, but I was a troublemaker <laughs> in grade school. So, And my principal was a nun, but she she also had taught my dad in grade school. We got old nun. Yeah, she, she was old. Sister Sylvester. Sister Sylvester. My brother, I remember he told me a story. I think, and if he's listening, I'm not sure if I remember it right, but uh, homework assignment. He did his homework, but he did the wrong page. Slap across the face <laughs> for doing the wrong homework. I, I got a couple rulers broken over my yeah. backside before. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to say it. Made me a better man down the road. That's the way I look at that. Not so. anymore. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Times have changed. So new school tomorrow. It's a pretty nice place. I like it. It's big. Big. You um, had to come up with new rules. How many square feet? Uh, I don't know. Almost. Is it uh, 7,900? I mean, it's big. It's big. <laughs> it's big. I mean, you got a hallway. You got one big one long old hallway. Yeah, long yeah. Hallway. I heard a teacher saying the other day at the orientation, "It's the first time we're going to have to tell our kids don't run in the hallway." <laughs> there's a new, there's a new rule policy I've established for that. Yeah, just to talk about hallways. Hallway only. We have a chance to talk about the hallway. Don't rub your hands on the walls. That was another one we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody excited. Everybody excited. We'll see what what uh, is enveloped. For me, actually, the. Uh, if you have chance go downtown because the two trailer so called classroom we had, uh is being removed. So, three fourths. Yeah, three fourths it's gone. Now one one modular uh was thirty years old and the other one twenty years old. Yeah, I remember when they put those in. But it uh, I was down I had to swing by and pick some equipment for tonight, but uh it looks different. Very different. <laughs> it looks very, very different. So uh, folks coming into the campus Sunday uh, morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, uh, it'll look different. So progress, right? Always part of that progress. And that property is for sale, right? It's up for sale. And I think I think getting those trailers out of there will probably change that perspective a little bit for potential buyers being able to see, you know, what it looks like without uh, – these big, old, dilapidated <laughs> trailers sitting on site. So, so do we have two big holes sitting there? Yeah, we have to figure out how to uh, either fill that up or see what happened or mark it off. So, some type of fencing around it. 
I was thinking that one on the the one that's removed all the way. I think that had asphalt underneath it. No, no, it's an open spot. So, so we actually put them there before we paved the parking lot. Wow, think about that. That's old school. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else has been going on? We got a new grand night. Yeah, got a Knights of Columbus meeting tomorrow night for so many Knights listening tonight. Uh, hope you're. Plan on going to the meeting tomorrow night, but uh, James Drummond, new grand night, shaking things up a little bit, doing things a little bit different. So should be uh, exciting. I know you've got another meeting tomorrow night, so I'm tomorrow not sure if you're night, making yeah. uh, the night's meeting or not. But uh, it's our first non-business or separating business That's and social meeting. That's so good. Uh, that should be exciting. I'm 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 excited about that. Fortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, I, I get to go to both of those meetings. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's all it's all good, uh, all progress. So excited about that! I what's guess this, all, I'm sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. No, what's the new mass schedule? What was that? Well, well three months ago we were. Uh, oh, but but it's the current one. We're it's doing the current that, one. Yeah. But three months ago when we last met here, we were still outside at Cardone, and now we are still outside of Cardone. <laughs> <laughs> In some different location. I have to say, I haven't been to the Grotto Mass yet. Can y'all believe that? Wow, he ain't been there yet. Uh, see how he managed. How he get that? out of that? Oh, he does the schedule. <laughs> That's the one you got to do two in one day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was sick one weekend, uh, you know. So give me a little, cut me a little slack on that. But uh, wasn't wasn't intentional. So how's that going? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Still a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The most uh, attended people, and then uh, the bishop is coming on the 29th. To do mass outdoor, and then uh, I think both of you volunteer to be with the bishop, right? <laughs> yeah, you volunteered us. <clears throat> I think it's a good idea. The bishop's coming? <laughs> so he's coming to, uh, I think, uh, you know, our new principal want him to be there to kind of dedicate the new buildings, and uh, the mayor going to be there too, I think. So there's some activity going on after that. So. Well, I saw you blessed the buildings today, but that's different from dedicating them, correct? No, he he would need to be blessed for dedicated later. <laughs> Maybe he put a stamp on it. <laughs> and the, the we, mayor, we the, gonna have an altar by the 29th? Uh, no, concrete altar. <laughs> no, is the, the mayor's coming? Is he coming for mass? Or is he just? Uh, he's just coming for the dedication. So we're gonna have mass with the bishop, and then the dedications. Not right. part of mass, but it's after. Afterward, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So the color scheme looks good. Yes. The whole thing's coming together pretty good. Very so nice. I, I, I think if you haven't been out here, you're gonna find it really nice. Uh, a lot of other stuff going on in, in our parish too. Had a lot of funerals in the last three months. Yes. It's interesting enough. Not just us. Um, like Vercel last week, I think I have six funeral. Uh. You know, we kind of climb up there with four, so it kind of stacking up. It's just, I don't know. But we've we've, to my the best of my knowledge, we haven't had any COVID related deaths in the parish, have we? Uh, yes, we got two. Okay. Yeah. Oh, must have missed that. Did you know that? Did not. Let's see. I'm getting happy on that button right there. So. Anything else going on before we move to real current events versus just catching people up on what's been going on in the last three months? Anything else going on in the last three months? Nope. Somebody wants to know what happened to your hand, Dallas. I see oh, it pop up in the camp. Nobody texting in. 
Linda Kelly. Do you know Linda Kelly? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> I kind of grew up with her. <laughs> Linda wants to know what happened to. I had an your MRI hand. done today, and I'll find out what's wrong with it. I got got a little severe pain going through my fingers and hand. I got a big knot that's developed on top. You've self-diagnosed, correct? And I had an MRI. <laughs> I think it's a ganglion cyst that will have to be removed because I can't live with the pain shooting through my fingers right now. Can you give the spelling out so people can Google that? No. So they'll know what that is. <laughs> what's the, what's, what causes that? Uh, don't know. Too much fishing. Oh, is it good? Has it affected your fishing? Uh, yes, it has because I haven't fished in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> it's hard to reel. That's my reeling hand. It has you, yeah. You and need- I was fishing with it, hurting, but it got worse, so I had to stop. You need to get one of those electric reels, where you just push a button and it reels itself in. Yep. Have you seen those? I have. Uh, Tim Farmer, I think, might have one. He used to host the uh, Kentucky Field. He's only got one arm. There you go. So you need to make accommodations for him, Father, just in case you were wondering if uh, yeah, that Tim, is a... I, Tim, you might be with the bishop by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Uh, let's talk about current events. What's been going on in the church here lately? Anything? Well, uh, <laughs> Anybody want to bring up anything exciting going on in the church? Well, three things popped to mind. You got a... Well... <clears throat> Might not be considered church, but you got an earthquake in Haiti. You got the Afghan people running for their lives, and Cardinal Burke is now on a ventilator. All three things. Yeah, that's it's pretty crazy. Because Cardinal Burke was, I guess, maybe a kind of outspoken against the vaccination, right? So, right. and I think I saw Doctor Stanton uh, today posted something about vaccination, saying he was as frustrated as, as he's ever been because. A lot of the people he's seeing now refuse vaccination, and they're dying. Some of these folks are dying. There you go. So not that I'm pushing the vaccine one way or another. I think you make your own choice, and you pick your choice, and you live with it. So the whole Afghan thing, though, is – I don't know. I have mixed emotions about that. People falling off on airplanes. Did you see that? You know, I went to New York. I didn't – you all know this. I went to New York this weekend, and – I was probably in, I don't know, seven or eight taxis and Ubers or whatever. And, and I chatted up when I'm with the, those guys in the car for some, some time. Had a couple guys from Nepal, Tajik, Tajikistan, I think it was one, Pakistan, had a couple guys. And we were just, just talking about, you know, COVID and Afghanistan and stuff. And, you know, every one of those guys, not, I didn't coerce this out of them, but every one of them said, they told me their story, how they got here, but every one of them said, this is the greatest country in the world. And anybody that tells you anything different is wrong. And it doesn't mean we're perfect. We obviously are an imperfect nation. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's they left everything because they wanted something better, and that's what this country offers is something better. And I think the Afghan people are showing that it's a tragedy. Yeah, they're uh, willing to jump on planes and— so that's what you know. And fall off. My family was so interesting. When there was two images uh, of the fall of Saigon, April thirtieth, nineteen seventy five, and the image of uh, 
of of the the president tried to get out of his uh, palace, and it's it's identical. <laughs> This cat out of Afghanistan, though he he left early. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I heard today that he left with some cash too. Did you hear that story? <laughs> no, I haven't heard that. <laughs> he had a plane that loaded up some SUVs were full of full of cash, is what the latest rumor is. So, so where'd he go? I mean, uh, you know, I don't think I've heard where he went. You know, they got to find asylum somewhere or some something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, but there is a lot of correlation between Vietnam and oh, yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. Which kind of sad. It's similar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least with the, the, the Chinese government, you have a, a government. Here we've got Taliban. The, the Taliban, which, who knows what that's going to look like. So, so I did see where they were imploring people to come back to work. Did you see this? the headline today i guess so many people have left that they're now worried that there's going to be a collapse of whatever services have been in place so you know they're they're telling people hey come back we're yeah we want you to work we Pe don't people with rifles have to eat too right <laughs> well, i mean it just i don't know it's like i said I, I've, i've got mixed emotions about it because when i think about you know 20 years of war that's the longest war we've ever had as a Plus, country yeah, yeah. and You know, to to think that what what's really been accomplished and the sacrifice of so many people and you know, it's 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 a tragedy. It just there's no other way to describe it. Uh we should have learned from the Russians, right? Because the Russians tried it I don't think they tried it for twenty years, I think they tried it for ten or fifteen, but it will be very interesting to see how that all unfolds and we just gotta pray for those pray for those folks, right? Mm -hmm. And then Haiti <laughs> Haiti gets another earthquake. Why is it that Haiti's on the same island as the Dominican Republic, and we never hear anything bad about the Dominican Republic, but we hear everything bad about Haiti? Corruption. <laughs> is that the only difference? I mean, crazy, crazy. Anybody, you got any other current events over there, Padre? No, that's too much. Cardinal Burke, any last words on that? Any other thoughts on that? No, I just, right before I came, I've seen the. Something Actually, you got uh, any comment on the uh, the Pope uh, on uh, the Mother Popio on the Latin Mass? No, I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rowdy bunch. Well, the, the other thing, walking around New York, Jake, my son, I think I walked like 12 miles this weekend, but I saw all kinds of uh, Maronite masses. I mean, just all kinds of different mm -hmm. Catholic right uh, churches. I didn't see. Uh, I don't think I saw any any that look like they were Latin mass, but there's a lot of rites out there that happen on a regular basis. Oh, yeah. uh, and there will still continue to be a lot of Latin masses, right? They just can't use the 1953 missiles. That, right. Do I have that right? Is that the right date? <coughs> Dallas? I think it's 1953. No, that don't sound right, but... Uh, 1965, that's all. Yeah. Nova's the approved. They can use that one. They can. That's outside of that. Nothing else can be used. Right. And I think the one that some of the folks like to use is the one that's older than that. Right. 1959. That's uh, Pius the 10th. So there's still going to be Latin masses. Ma Let me rephrase that. There's still going to be masses that are said in the Latin language. Right. But it has to do with the translation more than it has to do with the language. Am I correct in saying that? No, I, I think follow, I read the uh, the letter that the Pope sent to all the bishops while he sent this stuff out. They, there was a, a great concern uh, in his understanding when Pope Benedict XVI opened up for this opportunity for the Latin 
in hoping for more communal relationship. Okay, and it's turned out many <clears throat> individual more like it take the opportunity and and run with it to the point they abandon the Vatican II to the point it become very uh, sectarian in that perspective. Kind of schismatic like some Almost of the other folks. Move to a schematic and they actually to the point basically say Vatican II mass is not correct. Okay. And so he kind of pull everybody. That's why he wanted to make sure all the bishop will be the one who make a decision on that. Because prior to that, you know, priests can offer mass Latin anytime. And then, you know, that's why he asked, besides know how to celebrate mass in Latin, but make sure you know the pastoral care as well. Okay. And it's quite interesting, just did not know how far it went. But I have a chance to talk to Father uh, Mark Fisher, who, you know, at St. Francis, Assisi, with a St. Francis de Sale with us, that actually do Latin Mass. It's very educational to be with him. And it's amazing how many groups are there out there. Splint, splinter, splinter groups? Is splinter uh, all over the place. You know, I didn't know that it was part of the 10th. There's a group called Pius the 5th, and then <laughs> before Pius the 5th. Uh, it's amazing. There's a lot of folks. So, so when the Catholics like to talk about the the splinter groups in the Protestant, we just like to think that there's nothing going on in the Catholic Church. There's plenty of splinters going on in the Catholic Correct. Church. Correct, plenty, too. yes. And so, but the other day was interesting. Uh, Harold Sims sent me a picture. He was in Galvin's, and he took a picture <laughs> sent to me. You were there, right? I was there. Oh, you I saw there. it, too. So, I was like... What is that? <laughs> Did I tell you about that? No. What What is that? <laughs> you tell. Me. Well, there, there was. We parked on Water Street, I guess, and there were these four men over on the platform that kind of look over the waterworks there, and they were all in Roman cassocks and berettas. Oh, you, and, yeah, yeah. And one of one of them was dressed like a bishop, and well, he is a bishop. Know, I didn't know at group. the time. Kelly said, "What." What's that? <laughs> I said, must be a costume party or something. <laughs> I, you know, it just it just was odd. Oh yeah. Odd. So, but I guess you knew who they they were a visiting group or something, or do you? Yeah, know? I to Father Mark is concerned. Uh, they make them way here. They one one of those uh, fraudulent group too, if you will, if you call them fraudulent, and they in God, Boston, Kentucky. Do you know what they go under? I mean, what name? Um. I I lost my my memory of that, but uh, they they, it's you can Google and find that bishop, on, fra- fraudulent or schismatic. Which one? Which what's the proper terminology? I there? guess schismatic. Schismatic. Uh, yeah. I mean, but, you know, it just it just didn't. It was really odd because they walked down. We just went in the Galvins and sat down. We we're eating. And we were in the bar area and we were looking out. And they walked down the street and they kind of looked in the windows and then they walked on down the street and about 10 or 15 minutes later they came back and opened the door and then closed the door and then they left we never saw them they never came in or anything it was just odd i thought they came in no they never came in well uh, unless they came back after we left i think you left he actually took a picture they sat all around the table having beer That's I why, missed that. Then. That's why Harris say, "Yeah, even uh, they're Catholic, then. Even you know, <laughs> right? They are, but they they're thirsty. having a beer. They're they're Catholic for sure. 
So it's quite interesting on that one. Never thought that was going to happen in Georgetown. Exactly. That's why he's afraid. Are they impeding on it? No, you know, uh, Bishop Foy shut down the uh, and Walton. The Walton, yeah. yeah, because Walton is not never was a designated uh, Trinitarian uh, mass. So this priest decided to do it himself. So that's what the reason he wanted to do it. Faith of the new bishop coming, so he shut him down. So and they're out of Boston, you say? I think New Boston, Kentucky. Well, Boston, Kentucky is Boston, is Kentucky. south southeast of Lebanon Junction, uh-huh. which is just outside of Louisville, really. I mean, yeah, 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 that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. Interesting. So they're coming east. Cross their. They're not happy in the Archdiocese of Louisville. They want to see if they can spread their word in the Diocese of Lexington. Well, great. We'll see what happens. So, hey, who picked the topic of the day? Somebody. Did you pick the topic of the day? The topic of the person of Jesus Christ? The person of Jesus Christ. Well, this thing came up to me. I think it's very important. Uh, uh, I think for our program, we need to begin talk about something much more in-depth in the theology that needs to be discussed. Um, the great concern for me is many people, you know, kind of fall away from the church. They're not going to the church. And there are many issues uh, under Bishop Barron, he, he, he talked about how we forgot how to tell the story of salvation, okay? And, and so more and more, I felt that the sense of, do we really know the person of Jesus Christ? You know, do we know? Because if we know, we can have a relationship with him. You know, if, if he treats just like a historical individual, then you can flip the page, call it a day. But he's not. I, I, that's one piece I think for us is very important, both theologically, you know, systematically. We have to talk about this to reclaim the person of Jesus Christ first before we can talk <clears throat> anything else, right? That's funny you said that. I've already had it in my mind with the, the kids and this school year. And I, and I plan on bringing it up tomorrow to all three classes, that, that their job as students, their grade depends on them regurgitating facts that I give them. My job is getting them to fall in love with the person of Jesus Christ. Yes. It's so essential, isn't it? And, yeah. and I've been thinking a lot, you know, indwelling a lot of that, you know, a few weeks back, I I, I kind of worked with Catherine Coleman, get all our CCD teachers together, and begin to talk about you know relook at the whole curriculum that we have, and I asked them to sh- to send me what they teach the kid, and we cover everything from Advent, Advent wreath, <laughs> Christmas, L- uh, Lent, oh we cover everything. But, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the framework, right? We've got so many, as Catholics, we have lots of rules, right? Exactly. And structure and ways to describe the faith, ways that make us, things that make us Catholic. I mean, you know, whenever you see something on TV about a wedding in Hollywood, there's always a little bit of element of Catholic wedding in there, right? I mean, because it just puts it in there. And I think that's, that's a lot of people, that's a lot of what people take away from our faith mm-hmm. is the the structure. And that's a good point. I think, you know, we lose we lose that 
but we lose the relationship, which is the most important thing. Yeah, the other thing I preach about that, you know, I say, listen, you know, when we buy a house, you know, everybody go around look at everything. How many rooms, how big the room, do we have a tub or not? But only a few, you know, call. Check the foundation. Check the foundation. And this is the foundation of the church. Uh, if we don't have that, everything we talk about can be collapsed, you know? I, I agree with that. I think, you know, for me, you know, we all, all of us, and I'll include Skip in this too, we all have our different uh, pre- preaching styles, right? And I think we all, we all kind of go back to that, don't you think? Pretty much. I mean, to me, I, I talk a lot about relationship. That's one of the things that, that I th- as I look back over my homilies, I see that a lot. Uh, but I don't know if we can preach it enough. That's right. Right. But at least, you know, the, the hope that we have to talk a lot more so we begin to reclaim. You know, we have a program here sometime way back at Cordon, Reclaim the Flame, uh, way back then. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, Do you remember it that? sprung from Benedictus <laughs> uh, and uh, was sponsored by Benedictus. They used Cordon property. I remember that. It came out a few times. But the person to Jesus Christ, we have, you know, like if we're talking about all this great theology, Christology on Christ, then it had to awaken something about this real person still manifesting right now here with us. And what does that mean, right? Uh, you know, we talk about the church, you know, is Jesus Christ. What does that mean? So there's so many ways we're going to look at it uh, to open people up to really understand this reality, okay? I remember when uh, <laughs> I was in theology, uh, homiletic, just like you guys been doing your time, and there was this this uh, seminarian was wonderful. He's so creative. Um, you know, he used a projection, projector, put images, and he did so beautiful, eloquent. And, and when he finished up, everybody said, wow, it's really nice presentation, but the homiletic uh, teachers, priests, look at him with great love and say, it's wonderful, but one thing you're missing. You mentioned Jesus. You don't mention Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so I, it, it's always stuck with me with that. Uh, it's so essential. So, you know, for me, you know, how can we unpack from the biblical point of view, from historical point of view, from systematic point of view, you know, anthropology to talk about Christ. What all that significant? Uh, it's yeah, so important. Go ahead. I mean, in that, a lot of times we talk about our relationship with Mary, and uh, sometimes we, we, you know, Protestants think we go overboard with that. If Mary's not leading you to Jesus Christ, something's wrong because Mary should be leading you to her Son. It's not just Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that, you know, like last Sunday was preaching about, and she is the Ark of the Covenant. You know, that's why I love that litany of Mary. All her title is significant of what she is, you know? She is the new Ark of the Covenant and and the Covenant Ark because she bear God. (laughs) And that's why she's always presented a lot of times on a moon, right? Exactly, you know? The sun... Gives light to the moon. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think it's easier for us? And I don't mean us personally, but us as a human race. Do you think it's easier for us to 
to have that relationship with Mary because we've all had a mother and that the relationship with Jesus is is one that's that's different from that. Could be. I think so. You know, it's interesting you said titles one of the things before you walked in tonight uh at the, the catechism here because you know we always should have a catechism. <laughs> but I was just looking at some of these you said titles of Mary, the titles of of Christ and you know and when I was reading through these I'm not going to read through all of them but just some of them they they just they all can develop a different relationship. Exactly. You know, and that, that's the, the thing that, you know, some of these I've, I've heard of, you know, obviously high priest, Jesus, that's one of his titles, king of kings, light of the world, Lord and savior, prophet, redeemer, revelation of God, revelation of the father, risen Lord, shepherd of the flock, son of God, son of man, son of the virgin, teacher of the truth. I mean, just so many titles. But I think one of the things that, that we still have trouble with is he's God, right? And and I think sometimes that limits us in our ability to perceive what the relationship with that person should be mm-hmm. because it's it's different, right? There's no other there's no other God. There's no other relationship that's quite like that. So well, the danger for me is that you can see modern society when they undermine the Christian faith. One thing they would do to domesticate Jesus. Put him in a box. Make him a nice guy, you know. And to the point that we don't see Jesus, he's God. Right. <laughs> don't forget that. He's yeah, I remember, God. I remember in class one time, our professor asked us, when you hear God, what do you think of? I automatically think of God the Father. And even I believe Jesus is God and Holy Spirit is God. Right. But you think of God the Father. Jesus is over here and... Holy Spirit don't hardly get mentioned as God much at all. You know? Right. Uh, you know, I like it when somebody somebody talks about that. They say something like, well, who, who do you pray to? Well, I pray to Jesus a lot just because of my my personal relationship with him. And, and you know, somebody said, well, I pray to God the Father. And they're the same thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, or, you know, somebody says, well, come Holy Spirit. It, you know, it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's as soon as you try to separate them, you get in trouble. But but I think it's 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 the limitation. You know, I preached on the Eucharist a couple of weeks ago and, and that mystery, you know, the Eucharist and, and that mystery is a great mystery. But even the Trinity, you know, if, if I think one of our professors said, if if you're able to describe it, then you're, you're wrong. wrong. <laughs> So it 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 does. I think it does make people search for an answer that's probably not going to come to them. Right. And and that's why you have to have faith. I mean, faith is what will help you. I'm not going to use the word understand, but faith helps you get to a point where you can accept God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit as God. Mm-hmm. Faith faith is the only thing that can do that. Right. No, for me, it's. It's always fascinating to me, you know, all of us, all, our, our kids, they know movie characters, you know, uh, Star Wars. They know all by name. They they know, um, you know, the, the DC comic. They know who they <laughs> Mar- do. I was thinking Marvel comics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we have a lot of great story, right? The story of Jesus Christ, my goodness. And nobody know about it. Uh it's phenomenal. Yeah, you guys have ever seen that that show called The Chosen? 
I heard about it. Everybody talks about it. It's worth watching. On our retreat, people were talking. Yeah, yeah, that's where I said, "Where were we recently that we were talking about, Nate?" But I and I haven't watched it. Have you watched it? Yes, it's really it's worth dwelling to it. Um, Well, well, I think this is probably the first production not come out of Hollywood. Well, yeah, yeah, the whole distribution of that's a yes. little bit odd because yes. you you don't have to really pay for it, but you you can pay for it if you want to yes. help support the distribution. But it, from what I understand, from what the guys were saying, is that it really gives you a perspective of filling in the gaps of what life with Jesus was like. It's like, and, and it, that's the part that makes it personable, right? Mm-hmm. That's the part that says, "Hey, and, I, I get it." And I've always been. Movies have always played a big part. Really good made Jesus theme movies. It's kind of that's my thing. I that's what helps me fall in love with Jesus even more. Certain movies I love. Certain movies. Everybody has their way of falling in love with Jesus, but I've done it through movies through the years. Certain movies that have affected me. Mm-hmm. You know, Song of Bernadette and all those kind of movies. The Passion of the Christ, and it, it you know it it see that is the piece. So back the reason why I chose this topic is, is so crucial, and to the point. Sometimes we take things for granted. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Even we have a relationship with Jesus in our prayer and our daily life. We go to mass. We, for me, I celebrate mass, but I always ask myself how how much do I have that personal relationship with Jesus as I should. You know, we kind of wash through it. You know, if we don't have that in us, if our parents, our mom and dad, talk about young people here, don't have that, then how can you convince your kid this is important? You know, this is everything. Do you think part of that, though, is, I mean, you hear that a lot when you talk to, and I'm not bashing Protestants, but Protestants in general, right? You know, my Lord and Savior, my personal relationship with Jesus and I, I think as Catholics, we we don't go there. Exactly. And I don't know if it's because of that or if it's because of the, the rigidity and the rules and, and everything else that makes up the Catholic Church. But at the end of the day, that's why we're here. That's why we're here, right? We're, I mean, if you don't have that relationship with Christ, it's all for naught anyway. Well, the way we relate to Christ is sacramentally, right? Uh, True. From the sacrament. That we have that. But for me, being a priest 24 years, there is a missing, that the gap, that missing link you talk about in this movie that you recognize, right. Chosen. There is a gap that is missing. And, and so too many of us, we can't enjoy, go to Mass, because it's wonderful, right? You, you sit in Mass, you know exactly the flow. Just like for me, I can speak in the same language when I learn how to play baseball. Once you understand the game and got into the game, the game is fun. It's wonderful. I, I can understand why I call it the pastime. And, and so, but once you're in the game so long, you forgot about the ethos or the enthusiasm of the game. You know, it's kind of tragic in some way. I, I, think, I think this is what St. John Paul II until now 
to re-evangelize. I think this piece is important. Yeah, and I, th- I think you almost just described why folks coming out of RCIA are on fire exactly. versus a cradle Catholic just going almost going through the motions in a way. I mean, we see that a lot, don't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I don't know. It, it it's funny that you, you use baseball as an analogy because I, I went to a baseball game when I was in New York City, and I was with my son, and I was, you know, he's not a big baseball fan. I, I kind of think I am, but explaining the the rules. I mean, there's a lot of rules <laughs> well, to baseball, yeah. right? Well, you're taking baseball. I'm thinking the Catholic Church is almost like tennis. Try explaining how to keep score in tennis. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> I mean, you only get that if you know how to keep score in tennis. Right. I don't know who's the guy that thought that up. <laughs> I'm sure that somebody will look that up for us and let us know <laughs> where they came from. It's true, though, right? I mean, for me, I've always – I mean, I'm an engineer. I like to think of things as ones and zeros, black and white. Uh, follow the rules, right? We were told that in class, follow the rules. With and, and, another word in there, but we'll leave, yeah. we'll leave that word out. Well, it was, it was a priest that said it, so yeah. it's okay. It's legit. <laughs> but follow the rules and, and – know that's that's where i like to operate i like to operate inside of i'd say a box but inside a box that has uh you know boundaries Mm. you know certain people like boundaries a lot of people don't like boundaries i think our faith is so big and so broad and these titles of jesus christ are so big and so broad you have to find that way to relationship you have to personally you know what maybe works for you is not going to work for Mm -hmm. me but don't you think that that's what is so good about this faith that allows us to do that? I mean, I can relationship maybe Jesus being the, the good shepherd. You may be taken in because of Redeemer. It's just those types of things. Do you think that's, right, that's what, the, which well, we should have people be drawn to that, to, to encourage that outside of the, the rules of the church? Yeah, I think it's important. It's it's um, we have to know that he is a redeemer, right? We have to know he's a good shepherd. Uh, we don't t- say enough about it, and and you know, for us, one of the unique about the Catholic tradition is that we we have so many ology. You know, what you mentioned, systematic systematic theology is so important. There is a clear organized. What the methodology should be, right? Uh, it, it cannot be a rampage all over the place. Um, and Christology is so important, and so all of that, it has to be somehow it been just reserved for those like us study high theology to know this stuff. But when we break down to ordinary people, we don't break that turn that into something more. Worth listening, exciting, right? Yeah, and, and the church is two thousand years old. Right, we've had a lot of ups and downs. We've had a lot of schismatic people. We've had a lot of heresy, and and that's shaped a lot of that as well, right? Because you know, some people might say, "Well, how can Jesus be true God and true man?" You know, we've been through that, exactly. Right? <laughs> we've 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 had Arianism. We've had all these other heresies that that went down that road and a lot of people don't know about it. We've obviously learned about it just because of our, our education and theology, but you know, maybe that's, that's what makes it so, I don't know for me, that's why I was drawn to the Catholic faith. That's why 
I've embraced it because, you know, when, when you study it and, and you, you realize everything that's happened up to this point, you're almost like, well, what else could happen? You know, cause we've kind of been through, I won't say we've been through everything, but we've been through a lot, good popes and bad popes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got a lot of people right now that, that don't speak favorably about Pope Francis and we've got, heck, we got people that don't speak favorably about us. Right. That's not normal. but i mean the church will survive that and and you know i tell one of the things i tell people a lot is whether they're complaining about dallas or 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 the pope (laughs) (laughs) don't let that affect your faith right i mean we're as clergy we're just people right we're just normal man normal normal people and follow jesus not us yeah we're we're gonna mess up we're gonna make mistakes but don't let that affect your faith and in order for it not to affect your faith you have to have a prayer life where you're in contact with jesus you're you're in conversation with jesus not just in conversation with father lynn or deacon tim or deacon dallas or pope francis right you know you have to have that personal relationship and and i think as catholic that's that's foreign so you know, we're talking about the the person of Jesus. Uh, it, it can start with the Mass. I'm sitting here running the Mass through my mind while you were speaking, Tim. And the descriptors we use through the whole Mass. Of the, but people don't tend to listen to the words in it. You Like I used the word regurgitate a while ago. You just say the response and you say the collect. <laughs> <laughs> the collect, the opening prayer. Collect, we collect, say, whatever. It's like the penitential act when we do the uh, uh, Kyrie and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, you sit on the right hand of the Father. Lord, you know, we're describing what he's doing. You feed us your body and blood. You you came to redeem us. In the You're describing everything about Jesus, but it continues on through the Eucharistic prayer and everything. Listen to the words of the Mass. They're beautiful. Yeah, the, the best purchase I ever made at the St. Madrid bookstore, which I've made a lot, was a, a book on homiletics. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, four books, a, uh, a, B, C, and then special. But what it does that helps me when I work on my homilies is it takes the collect, it takes the readings, it takes the Eucharistic prayers, and it ties them all together because there is, this just isn't random stuff that just happens mm-hmm. in this Mass. Uh, there really is this connection from the beginning, from as soon as you say in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, all the way through to the prayer after the Eucharist that ties it all together for what's going on for that Mass that day with those set of readings. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I ever really realized that until I, I got that book and started using it to help me prepare for my homilies. It, you have to listen to the prayers. And because, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm preparing the, my homily and I'm thinking, well, yeah, I see that connection. I'm I'm preparing, but how many how many people actually listen to the collect and think that 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 sets them into a frame of mind for what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. Percentage you think that is zero? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know why it's collect. Co- <laughs> it's spelled C O L L E C T. Why isn't collect? Why isn't it collect? Aren't we collecting it. people together? What does collect mean? <laughs> it's a Latin <line> word. <laughs> Come on, Dallas. Collect. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because 
last two weeks ago when I preached, I used a percentage that 69% of the people that are Catholics that identifies, <laughs> identify, that identifies Catholics, uh, don't believe in a real presence. Mm-hmm. And you said somebody said something to you and said they thought, thought that it was low. That it might have been higher than that. I was thinking that's pretty high. <laughs> like 75%, I believe, yeah. And then I had another statistic, and I can't remember what it is now. I think it was 29% of folks. Oh, hello, hello. Um, I forgot what it was now. I was thinking it had to do with they, I don't know. I lost it. I had to come back to that. But anyway, 69% of people, they can't really be, I don't know, it just, it just yeah, that baffles if, me because. If you want a relationship with Jesus, it's got to start, that's pretty major that, thing That's right the there. first thing that has to happen, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can still pray and talk to God, laying in your bed, driving in your car, at your work when things are going really bad, whatever triggers you to pray, but. If you're a Catholic and you've gone through, you know, whether you're a cradle Catholic and you've gone through your whole life, got in the communion line and say amen, or whether you're a, a convert and you've been through everything and got up there and professed everything that you believe, everything the Catholic Church teaches, but you get to you get to the altar, watch what's happening there, and you don't believe that. I just, I don't know how you can have a relationship with Jesus, if, you, if not, because otherwise, as I said in the homily, you're just an idolater, right? Right. You know, like the video that you filmed the other day uh, with Christ in my home, right? The law of prayer, right? It's the law of worship and belief. How do you say it again? V, uh, le- lex? Lex vi- vi- vivendi. Yeah. Right? Lex orandi, lex credendi. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, like I say, once we, we, we cease to catechize, you know, when we cease to understand the important, like uh, some time ago, I, I mentioned to you guys that we are right now are lost in three generations of the Catholic tradition. Three generations. You know, my boggling for me is that, like I said, I'm not picking on our catechists. They, they don't have the fullness, right, to, in, in the formation to teach. And it began trailing down. I remember so funny when I um when I, I was in Pikeville coaching uh, soccer, right? I coached a few some of the parents decided to help me in coaching. And their their understanding of soccer probably third grade. <laughs> Guess how well the children play? Not very well. Not very well. <laughs> okay. And, and so, you know, as you go all the way to college, all the people that teach in any sports, very equipped and understand inside and outside of that. So you're looking at it, the same thing with the faith, same thing, right? Uh, and so once we 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 expect our kids, you know, I hope the work you do, I so to to promote Dallas a little bit, very proud you take on this task is so essential because you have a wealth of knowledge, you've been there, and now you begin to witness in the teaching. It will stick. I do believe that. Absolutely. I agree. But you have to let me have a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. You, as you were saying that, one of the things that just kind of popped into my head is, you know, is it easier for somebody that's just a part-time catechist teaching CCD, not even a paid position, or even a, a, a religion teacher in, in Catholic schools that's teaching religion 
not as their primary, but you know, they're teaching science or social studies or whatever, and they get religion thrown in there just as the mix. It's probably easier for them to explain the seasons of the church, right? Advent, ordinary time. Mm-hmm. It's easy. very easy to explain versus talking about the person of Jesus Christ or talking about trying to teach fourth graders or you're teaching sixth, seventh, and eighth, sixth, seventh and eighth, teaching them about the Trinity. I mean, because it's, it's hard. That's hard stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, again, it's hard because we look at only through the lens of education. But if we look through the lens of faith, it is the same thing. You know, I'm not recogitating what I'm saying here is that when I met with my catechists, that's the first thing I asked from them. And I say, you can teach as much as you want. You have to ask, do you believe what you teach? Right. Do you have a relationship in what you Didn't teach? Didn't we take a vow or something like that? I think we may have. <laughs> read with, believe what you read, teach what you read. I got it wrong. I know. Go something, ahead. I know. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, you're going to make me look it up now. You all keep talking. This is... You- this is where you all you keep talking. You took a vow. What, what did it say? I took a promise. I don't think a vow. <laughs> well, yeah. well, promise, yeah. That's a deacon promise. You was a deacon once. You still are. <laughs> I uh, gave it up. Always said, a deacon. You gave it up for Lent? I said, you two ordained as deacon already. I gave it up. <laughs> oh, I'm not finding it. So, anyway. We'll, we'll, that'll be our some homework. We'll bring that back. It's on my desk. I work. mean, it's like teach what you believe, believe what you teach, or you know. practice what you believe. All three, right there. Steve, do you detect a note of silence there? No, but this, I found it. Believe what you read. Teach what you believe. You believe. Practice, practice what, you, what you teach. What you teach. Preach. That's, that's you what I preach. Say. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you that, see, the, the stuff we talk right now, guys, you can see that all of a sudden I sense the person of Jesus Christ, it literally is no longer historical. It's here. That's why we say he is sacramentally in every part of our living, right? And if we don't identify that in everything we do, you know, because the concern for me is mind-boggling for me. It's bothered me the past few weeks. Not because we have bad catechists in any way, because the accountability, and you know, as a pastor, I'm really concerned about that. You know, we, we all know, we love about decoration, right? We love the, the Advent color, the wreath, and, and, and the Christmas, the lights. The you smells. Know, yeah, you, the Night Columbus, what they say? The, the campaign, bring Christ. Right into right. Christmas, bring, right. bring keep, keep Christ keep in Christmas. Christ in Christmas. Christmas, yeah. And and those no slout, right? You know, no, I, it, I, agree. I agree. And and so those are very essential for me. So you know, for me, how we work and uh, how to maintain, continue to exploit, if you will, this person of Jesus Christ into real reality in every part we're talking about. You know how he bring about is is so crucial. So we got to keep the same topic for two weeks and maybe talk about divinity and humanity. We can, you know, let's talk about the historical a little bit. How all that development, why his divinity is important. <laughs> you know. No, I mean that's we've all preached about it. <laughs> I mean that's the funny thing, you know. I was as I was getting ready for tonight. I was thinking, man, am I am I ready to talk about this tonight? But then, as we're talking, it's like 
everything that that we've taught that we've been educated about or everything that we've preached about or and not just me i mean we're all homilies there are discussions you know the divinity the humanity they're equally important just hard to grasp for some folks but you know, we talk about it all the time. We talk about it a lot. Maybe we need to talk about it here. Maybe right. it's a little bit easier to talk about here than in a And the whole, the whole work of redemption, you know, how, how divinity and humanity come together, and what does that mean, you know? I always ask the why on that. Uh, you talking we, about the hypostatic union or something different than that? Uh, wow, that was a big word. Oh, that big word. <laughs> hypostatic <laughs> union. This is a... Big word freeze. And out. I read some of this th- looking in before we came, and, and I'm reading the, I mean, the deepness and richness of some of the teachings, and I'm like, wow, I'm glad somebody smarter than me sat down and. Of course, the Catholic Church. We are very intelligent church. Um, I, I and we like to think, you know, in this century we're smarter than those guys back then. But a lot of this stuff came from the second and third century. Man, those guys were brilliant. Mm-hmm. Development theology, that we never undermine what had given to us. We develop more from it because we are eschatologically more toward the truth, right? We grow into the truth. Um, and so, you know, sometimes the, 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 the divine two nature, we forgot, you know, a lot of people die over that. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> there was a lot of... A lot of death associated with a lot of the teachings of the church. There yes. was a lot of heartache, a lot of good popes and bad popes, that, that a lot of good clergy, bad clergy. You know, I don't, you know it, it, if you're not interested in that, it's hard to, uh, hard to convey all that one hour on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. What, what's gone into the, the teachings of the yeah, church? But, right? I mean, before some of this stuff was divine or uh, decided, uh, and defined in uh, councils, you had half the bishops teaching one thing, the other bishops teaching just the opposite. You know, finally they had to. We got to figure this stuff out. You know? Exactly. That's why when you know when you get today for me, which is so great about this church, is that when people get upset about what a particular bishop did or what a pope did or whatever, I, I don't get worried about it. Exactly. You shouldn't be worried about <laughs> it, it. It'll get it'll it'll sort its way out because, because the mother of, church always be a great referee. She always work things out as it should. Yeah, because we we have a promise about the church, right? Gates of hell will never prevail against her. And that's, you know, don't let it affect your faith. Exactly. But when things when things feel like they're crumbling around you and you something that you hear about uh clergy or a church or a parish or whatever don't let it negatively impact your faith that's when you rely on your personal relationship with jesus to get you through those things so for me i think the the i don't want to steer you know of the the deacon program we're talking here i don't want to arrive to in that level conversation i I think it'll be fun Uh, it challenged us i hope it challenged our listeners and our church to kind of Come to a certain level of an awareness. Uh, no longer what is it for me is why is it. Uh, I think that that is very important. So I hope that 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 our listeners and and we ourselves begin to unpack some of this or reclaim right reclaim the 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 excitement of what we have. Uh, 
you know, oh, we reclaim the flame. Reclaim yeah. the flame. Reclaim the flame. All right. <laughs> Our eyes up. Should we should we key up a, a saint of the day, Saint Joan of the Cross? Let's uh, let's do that, and then we'll come back and close this show out if that's all right with you guys. Ready, Steve? This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for August seventeenth. Today we celebrate Saint Joan of the Cross. An encounter with a shabby old woman, others dismissed as insane, prompted Joan to dedicate her life to the poor. For someone with a reputation as a businesswoman, intent on monetary success, this was a significant conversion. Born in France in 1666, Joan worked in the family business, a small shop near a religious shrine, from an early age. After her parents' death, she took over the shop and quickly became known for her greediness and insensitivity. That was until she was touched by the strange woman who claimed she was on intimate terms with the deity. Joan, who had always been devout, even scrupulous, became a new person. She began caring for needy children. Then the poor, elderly, and sick came to her. Over time, she closed the family business so she could devote herself fully to good works and penance. She went on to found a religious congregation that came to be known as the Congregation of St. Anne of Providence. By the time of her death in 1736, Joan had founded 12 religious houses— plus numerous hospices and schools. Pope John Paul II canonized her in 1982. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. Saint Joan of the Cross, Saint of the Day. John Paul II, another John Paul II saint. I wonder how many saints he canonized. I think over 300 some. I don't know. He's a most canonized. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> There's still hope. You're teaching uh, religion to middle schoolers. <laughs> Now's yeah, your chance. Now I need my sainthood. <laughs> Now's your chance, Dallas. Hey, so we're going to try to be back here in a couple weeks. Uh, that would be August 31st. If I got that right. No, today's the 16th? Yes. 17th. Today's the 17th. I got that wrong. I said today's August 16th on the opening. How come y'all didn't catch that? Today's the 17th, isn't it? <clears throat> he, anyway. can, he can enlighten 482 saints. 482 saints. We'll be back on August 31st, 7 p.m., hopefully. That's our new time, Tuesday, 7 p.m. If you're listening to us or watching on Friday, that's great. If you're listening to us on YouTube or your podcast software of choice, hit like, subscribe, keep us in your... Uh, in your feed, we're going down the theology road, person of Jesus Christ. I'm excited. So, uh, And if you do have other topics or questions, please let us know. I don't know if we got any topic questions besides your hand question today. So probably not. New times probably throwing some people off. But uh, just uh, support our ministry at ssfj.org, ssfj.org. Uh, our church, our parish, our school can use any support that you can give, uh, let your friends know all about it. So I guess we'll see everybody in a couple weeks. Father, can you uh, give us a blessing? Excellent. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the give a blessing that allow us to invoke the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, the name of salvation, the name of love, the friend of friendship and relationship that drawn us into the circle of your eternal life. 
we ask to guide us, continue to bless our listeners, ourselves this evening, that we continue to open ourselves to the mystery of salvation and become the personal relationship of you with your Son, Jesus Christ. I bless you in the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Anything else, Dallas? Good luck tomorrow. Good luck tomorrow, Dallas. You better have a good rest tonight. I need some sleep. You need to go home and get some sleep. <laughs> it's time to go to work, man. You got to no, start chopping wood. No baby slapping. No children <laughs> slapping. No ruler stick. Darn. Stay out of trouble, Dallas. Good night, everybody. Until right. next time, I'm Deacon Tim. I'm Deacon Dallas. I'm Father Ling Nguyen. Good night, everybody. God bless. Let me be honest. I don't know a single thing that I haven't done to make you notice me. Let me be real here. When I see you, my heart starts racing. But I don't know if I like this chasing and playing and waiting around. It's a shame that my hands start shaking.